Welcome. This is Tim and Sean with the voice of Camp Nathaniel. Today we're going to have the fourth part of a four-part series all about the reason for the season, or what is the true meaning of Christmas. We've talked about a lot of different reasons why Christ came to the earth. We've talked about, you know, this idea of Christ coming to, to save the world and to be our Messiah. We've talked about how the world responds to this whole idea of Christmas and the actual reason for Christmas. The world as a whole is to see this babe in a manger. To them, that's a bunch of, of humbug. But we know deep down inside as Christians, that babe in the manger was very real. And that's coming to earth is very real. Why? Because that babe in the manger now resides within us. And how we reflect that babe in the manger is coming to earth? By revealing the love that God had when he sent his son. By loving one another as Christians. By loving our brothers and sisters in Christ. By letting God's love flow through us to those around us. So people can see that God's love is real and it's not fake. It's not phony. It's not just some four-letter word we use. It's something we live by. We know. We feel. We practice. We believe. We said yesterday this whole reason for the season the true meaning behind Christmas all evolves around God's love for mankind. And it seems like too many times as Christians, we have a hard time showing the rest of the world that love. It's easy to take God's love. It's easy to seek God's love. But it's hard for us as human beings to be able to share God's love. But one, God's love is way beyond all of us. Because the God's kind of love, it transcends all boundaries. We have very finite lives, and we see things a certain way, and we feel things a certain way. But God is infinite, and his love is infinite. It's hard for us to comprehend that love and share it with those around us. But we must do so. We must show the rest of the world how much God not only loves us, but loves them as well. You know, you can go back and you can research the origins of Christmas. And I spent a little bit of time doing this, and I, I traced it back to the Roman Empire and to the early Roman Catholic Church and according to some research the early church back in that day and time combined some of those holiday traditions and they came with this idea of Christmas to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior. Now we can sit around and debate whether that's true or not I don't know I wasn't there. We can sit around and debate you know whether that Santa Claus is a good thing or a bad thing. Many Christians celebrate Christmas with Santa Claus. Other Christians think that's taboo. We can go back and we can look at, you know, the early European celebration of Christmas. Well, they actually spent several days celebrating Christmas. So it wasn't just one day a year. It was actually like a week-long event. We're going to make Christmas trees. You know, I know people who don't have a Christmas tree because they think it has no place in their home. It has no place in their religious beliefs. That's fine. I understand that. I have known people who kind of get hung up on presents. You know, many families don't give presents at all at Christmas time because it's not about getting things or giving to each other. It's about what God did for us. I understand that. I knew one couple who actually only gave each one of their kids three presents because the wise men supposedly only bought three gifts to the Christ child. Is that true? I don't know. I wasn't there. But I, I have a question now. Does any of those things matter? The answer is no. It's interesting, when we stop and think about the importance of Christmas, we have to realize that God sent his son to be a sacrifice on our behalf. When you think about that story of sacrificing your child, 
It's hard not to think about what took place in Genesis chapter 22 and verses 15 through 18, where Abraham was ready to sacrifice his son Isaac. You know, Abraham took his son Isaac to be sacrificed. And the whole time, Abraham believed in his own mind. If you go back and study that scripture, he believed in his own mind that God would actually supply the sacrifice, that Isaac wouldn't be that sacrifice. But Abraham was going to do what God asked him to do, right until the very end. You know, in Genesis 22, verses 15 through 18, it says this, The angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven a second time, and said, By myself I have sworn, saith the Lord, but because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven, and as the sands which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gates of his enemy. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. You know, it's interesting. Here we see where Abraham was willing to sacrifice his son, his only son. God also was willing to sacrifice his son, his only begotten son, for us. We see here in verse 18 when Abraham was willing to be obedient and do as the Lord asked. One of the things that the Lord promised was that in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. And who was in Abraham's seed? None other than Jesus Christ. And way back then, God made this covenant with Abraham that this Christ child would indeed come by way of the nation of Israel to bless the rest of the world, to bless all the nations. Not just a few of the nations, not certain nations, but all nations will be blessed through Abraham's offspring. So God swore by himself that this would indeed happen. And every year, come the 25th of December, we celebrate the coming of the Christ child. And why did he come? Because God loved us that much. God loved us that much. See, this whole idea of Christmas falls back to God's love once again. God did it because he loves us that much. Not because of who we are or what we do or anything else. And it's kind of interesting when I think about all the things that God's done and God's asking me in my lifetime. It pales in comparison to what God's given me. You know, God hasn't asked me to sacrifice my own kids or anything. God hasn't come to me and dream the way he did with Joseph and, and tell me to believe my fiance is actually pregnant by some supernatural means. And God hasn't come to me and told me to flee to Egypt or anything else. I think back at all these things in, 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 in the scriptures that God has come and told people to do, and they've gone and done and been obedient. God hasn't asked me to do those kind of things, but God has asked me to trust him, to obey him, and love one another. You see, Christmas is all about that love. But December 25th is just a date on a calendar. We're coming together and celebrate the love God has shown for us. The rest of the year was supposed to demonstrate that love to all those around us. That's why Christmas isn't just one day a year. We shouldn't just look at the calendar and say, oh, this is Christmas. It's not going to be nice to the neighbor on Christmas. It could be nice to a neighbor every single day of our life. Because God loved us so much that we should want to reach out and love those around us. We should live every single day of our life as though it were Christmas. 
celebrating God's love in our hearts and with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Because that, my friend, is the true meaning of Christmas.